Hi, I'm Dr. Raj Karsandis, a GP and lifestyle doctor. Welcome to Health Lifestyle Action, a weight loss and healthy lifestyle initiative commissioned by Hillingdon Council and delivered by the NHS Hillingdon Confederation. Invest in your health now, join us and we'll show you how. Hi and welcome to today's episode. Today we've got Laura Freeman, who's a GP, lifestyle medicine physician and medical director of Plant-Based Health Online. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? Hi, Raj. I'm really good. Thanks. No problem. Thanks for joining. Laura, I just wanted to start really with an introduction to yourself. So just tell us a bit about yourself and maybe a little bit about your own own work and, and personal health journey as well. Yeah, sure. So, um, as you said, I'm a GP and lifestyle medicine doctor. So I've been working and seeing patients now for over 15 years. Um, but things really changed for me about five years ago when I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and at the time was found to have really high cholesterol. Um, and so that really put me on this path um, of researching nutrition. Um, and I came across across plant-based nutrition and all the evidence there was for cancer prevention and cancer risk reduction, as well as treating high cholesterol. So with, with all that information, I changed my own diet really quickly and felt the benefits very quickly. And then I started putting um, that evidence into practice with my patients. Um, and I just saw these remarkable um, success success stories with them like they were also able to reduce their cholesterol and reduce their blood pressure and reverse their diabetes and I just really got very excited about what I was finding and so I continued my research and my learning I sat the diploma for lifestyle medicine um, and then in June last year 2020 um, I co-founded with my friend and colleague, Dr. Shireen Kassam, um, Plant-Based Health Online. So it's a virtual healthcare service. We help people to um, transition to a whole food plant-based diet and use lifestyle medicine um, in order to optimize their wellness. So that's a kind of quick summary of my my, um, personal journey and professional journey. Amazing. Now, um, just, I mean, I found your personal journey so interesting. I mean, t- tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what happened and the benefits you found on a personal level about changing to a, a more whole foods plant based diet. Yeah, so I, um, I said I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer yeah. about five years ago, and it was actually found in my second pregnancy. So you can imagine that it wow. just added a whole level of anxiety on top of that diagnosis. Um, and really kind of overhauling my diet just gave me that extra what gave me a lot more energy but it also gave me a real sense of control over my health um, and my health destiny and that's something that I'm you know I'm I'm really grateful for and then in terms of you know thinking about my blood work because I also mentioned that my cholesterol was really Mm. high and it came down really significantly so from just under eight which I was so surprised at because I thought I was you know eating really healthfully and it came down to uh, just over three and a half so um, that was quite a dramatic change and um, I did that really primarily through shifting to a plant-based diet. Mm, mm. No that's really interesting so it was almost more more effective or as as effective as uh, cholesterol medications. Yeah which I think is really important for Mm. people to know like I'm 
not against medication and of mm. course there's many cases where it's it's really safe and appropriate to use medication um, but I think it's really a useful message to know that people can get significant reductions in their cholesterol by by eating the right things and removing the wrong things as well. Mm, mm, that's really interesting. So um, I just wanted to, I mean, we've used this term now, whole foods, plant-based. Now, um, you know, we're hearing this a lot these days. It's very much in vogue. <laughs> what does that actually mean? Yeah, it's really good to talk about this from the outset. So whole food, plant-based mm. diet focuses on foods as they were grown. Um, and okay. it's a diet centred around vegetables, fruit, legumes, nuts and seeds and usually reduces or eliminates animal products such as meat, chicken, eggs and dairy. Um, and really it's just very exciting. You know, this scientific research has shown us it's one of the healthiest choices that we can make um, for, our, for our mind and our bodies. And it's also a really good choice for the planet, you know, as we think more about climate change and how it's going to impact us and you know our children and their future um, and yeah. then shifting to whole food plant-based diet has um been shown to be one of the most beneficial ways in supporting planetary health too so yeah. it really is a really kind of exciting dietary approach to to learn more about mm. Mm. absolutely i mean what's the uh, when we're saying whole foods okay um what what do we mean by that? Do we mean that it's raw food? Do we mean is it is it prepared, minimal, pro, you know, minimally processed? Yeah, What's... so not necessarily raw, but yes, minimally processed. So really resembling them, res, foods resembling to how they were grown. So okay. thinking about an apple um, as opposed to apple puree or applesauce. Um, okay. a, so the apple would be the whole food. Um, and ideally, um, leaning towards much of this, as possible because you're right like I think it does become confusing when we talk about whole food plant-based and plant-based and vegan yeah um, but there is a difference between them okay so what is what is the difference between between vegan vegetarianism you hear pescatarian flexitarian <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's tricky but I, it's useful to distinguish like whole food plant-based and plant-based and vegan and um, okay. because those terms are often used interchangeably but they are different and mm. um, plant-based and vegan usually mean that they they're not containing any animal products but they don't necessarily tell you anything about the quality of food for example so you could have biscuits like oreos and as the example that's often given because they are vegan and chips and and they're not necessarily healthy but they don't have any animal products mm. um, but whole food plant-based tells you much more about what you are eating about the quality of your food um, so if you're thinking for example about burgers um, well a black bean and mushroom burger would be an example of a whole food plant-based burger mm. but a meat alternative like a beyond burger or an impossible burger can be plant-based or vegan um, so that's that's kind of how I understand the differences right okay yeah I'm, I mean I, I I've got a bit of a personal story with that because I um, I'm, I've, I've been a lifelong vegetarian actually um, and I tried veganuary this year Good and, for you. and it it really brought to light how much processed vegan food there is and how unhealthy a vegan diet can be. Yeah, it can be. Which was really interesting when I saw it firsthand and, and actually how difficult it can be to navigate that for people. Yeah. 
I mean, what's what's your thoughts on that in terms of because uh, obviously seeing it in the supermarkets at the moment, you walk around and you see a lot of plant based food. But actually, when you look at it in more detail, it appears uh, all doesn't seem, you know, all isn't what it seems. Right. Like, I think these foods are not necessarily healthy Mm. Um, but I think that they can have their place so for some Mm. people who are really curious about reducing their meat consumption for example and Mm. becoming more plant-based it can be Mm. like a really good transitional product or something that's really helpful to you know if you're going to a barbecue or something you don't want to eat meat but you want to take something you want to have something that you could enjoy like there's definitely a place for these foods Mm. but you're right like a lot of them are not healthy and can contain ingredients that we should ideally be avoiding like for example a lot of the vegan cheeses are very high in coconut oil which are have lots of saturated fat so so it's useful these products can be useful but I think um you know we shouldn't be relying on them we shouldn't be making them form the majority of our diet um but yeah but but on the other hand it's nice that these things are becoming more accessible to have as an as an infrequent option i guess yeah yeah so you talked a little bit about the 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 benefits of um whole food plant-based eating um so i mean can, can we can we just go into that into a bit more detail yeah i mean there's so many we could probably sit for like another hour and just talk about this alone um i mean we've already touched on that it's a dietary choice that will support planetary health and i think that's Mm. really really important especially Mm. just now but in terms of health benefits well there really are just so many and we've got so much medical research now to support this like Mm. we know that whole food plant-based diet is just one of the healthiest choices that you can make Mm. and that eating this way has been shown to like significantly reduce the risk of some of the most common chronic diseases, you know, that we see as a GP day in, day out. Um, And so this healthy plant-based diet, so the whole food plant-based diet has shown to reduce the risk of heart disease um, significantly and reduce the risk of cancer and reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes and like at least by 50% like it's really significant Um, and I know that we're doing the podcast also thinking about um, body weight and plant-based diet has been shown to be a very um, a really excellent way of maintaining uh, reaching and maintaining a a healthy body weight Um, but it's not just about um you know treating or in some cases reversing these diseases like it also has a really important place for disease prevention so not ever getting these diseases in the first place which I think is really key as well and the thing is is that the impact of the of these plant-based diets is so significant that they Mm. are recognized now and recommended by both national and international guidelines and thinking about preventing heart disease and cancer and type 2 diabetes like the conditions that we talked about Mm. and then you know it's important to realize that the major dietetic organizations exclude including the bda here in the uk and they have confirmed that a hundred percent plant-based diet can meet nutritional requirements of all ages and stages so thinking from pregnancy to birth through to old age so I think that that's really important to understand Um, but in terms of how how I work and the patients that I see well I'm using plant-based diets to 
help them reach a healthier weight and drop their cholesterol much like I did, reduce their blood pressure, stabilize their blood sugars. I mean, the, the list of benefits is really endless. It's remarkable. Wow. So you're saying that um, whole foods, plant-based diets um, is great for what we would call in medicine primary prevention. So stopping the diseases coming on. Yes. And also in, 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 in treating the disease. I mean, yeah. it was one of those things where we, we, we you know, the, the term reversal of diabetes in some circles is still, still a bit contentious, you know. Um, can, you, can you reverse diabetes? Yeah, I know it was certainly yeah. something that I hadn't seen until I had used this approach with my yeah. patients. I was just really used to either keeping their, blood, their A1Cs, their average sugar level the same whilst they're on yeah. medication or yeah. like increasing. So I had never seen or experienced bringing people like reducing their medication or stopping their medication completely and they're mm. achieving normal blood sugar levels. I mean, for me, yeah. that was just so, I, it was such an aha moment. It was really yes. incredible. <laughs> and then, you know, not so long after the American College of Lifestyle Medicine released their position paper saying that this was the, the end kind of clinical outcome that we should be striving for and that yeah. reversal or, or as some people prefer to call it remission um is really achievable and it should mm. be what we're striving for mm. and a plant-based a whole food plant-based diet is a plays a big part in that like i would stress that um nutrition is not always the cure for all cure for all like i often mm. need to think about things like exercise and physical activity mm. and stress and sleep all these things are really important mm. but um but but nutrition is so key like it's so fundamental and mm. in the treatment of this and and yes yeah, so it's been amazing to see my diabetic patients my type 2 diabetic patients come off their medication and and mm. achieve normal sugar levels it's incredible mm. Mm. and have, have you worked uh, have you worked much with people trying to lose weight yeah <clears throat> yeah often yeah. Okay. um sometimes it's not their goal that they come to see me with like it might be that their cholesterol is high or their blood pressure is high the thing is is that um the underlying process that's going on in the body is shared between all these conditions that we're talking about and so often when you try to treat one you end up Mm. treating another so quite often I'll be focused on a patient's cholesterol or blood pressure because that's what they've come to me about Mm. Um, but then when I see them at a check-in you know four or five or six weeks later and things have improved quite often they'll tell me that they will have lost weight as well um, which is amazing yeah okay brilliant and what's your um as you move people to a plant-based approach um I mean what's your advice on 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 meats are there some meats that are particularly better than others or should should people try and completely stop their meat consumption what about fish in that equation Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I think that um, I think the key here is that everybody is different, and what's yeah. right for one person might not necessarily be right for another. And but certainly, as far as I can see, you know, if you're looking for the most benefits in terms of health, then I think that comes from moving as much as you possibly can towards a whole food plant-based diet so either eliminating animal products completely or certainly minimizing them and because these changes really do happen on a 
spectrum and the more changes yeah. you make often the more benefits you see but at the same time you know I really should stress that even small changes can bring about benefits and um, but often those who have more severe disease will do better than and have more dramatic changes and um, but I think that even reducing your meat intake even if it's just one meal a week to start with can be really helpful but the thing is in terms of what might be worse or better and um, will we know that processed meats are a group one carcinogen um, which means that we know it's definitely linked to human cancers especially colon cancers we've known that since 2015 when it was classed as a carcinogen so if you were only to remove one type then I would have to say it was that but we also know that red meat is a group two carcinogen meaning that it's a very probable link to causing cancer and again especially colon cancer so i think if you are just to remove processed meats and red meats from your diet you'd you'd be doing your body a really a really good thing Mm. and what's your views on on fish and and white meats um well they're they're not classified as carcinogens but in terms of white meat well we know it also has a an impact on things like cholesterol and blood pressure mm. just as mm. much as red meat mm. um and fish well well i've talked about planetary health and mm. um i think that if we're making choices that are in line with thinking about the environment and trying to keep a healthy planet and doing the best for our bodies and living compassionately, mm. then I think oh, it's been my personal choice to remove them yeah. from, from my diet. Yeah. See. Okay. And what about, I mean, one of the things we, we hear from patients is that they can't get full on eating vegetables. <laughs> I hear this often. Uh, uh, has, has anyone ever said that to you? Um, no, really I, I find, yeah, <laughs> I find the opposite actually, because, Eating a whole food plant-based diet, so lots of fruits and vegetables yeah. and um, beans and chickpeas mm. and nuts and seeds, they're all so rich in fiber. Yeah. And then they tend to be more, they tend to be better at keeping you fuller and fuller for mm. longer. So it might be that they're not eating enough because these yeah. cal- these foods are low in calories, right? Yeah. They're very yeah. dense in nutrients, so high yeah. in vitamins and minerals. Um which is one of the reasons why this diet is, is useful for weight loss, actually. Mm. But fiber is only found in plant foods. It's not found in any <clears throat> animal foods. Yeah. Um, and so so I, I don't find that that's a problem with, with a lot of my patients. So it might be that they're not mm. eating enough. Mm. Mm. And what about what about protein intake? So a lot of, a lot of our patients worry about protein intake with, with transitioning to a plant-based diet. Yeah, I think that's one of the most um, common myths that I that I um, hear the most enough mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, no matter no matter who comes our way, they, we always yes. never get away from the <laughs> the protein yeah. conversation. And yeah. and protein is really important. You know, it's an essential nutrient. Our bodies need it to build and repair tissues. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, as a population, like we're eating far too much protein yeah. and not enough fiber, for example. And example, and I think you know we need far less than than we think we do. Like the requirements are are really pretty minimal. And like point yeah. eight grams per kilogram. Right. Of body weight per day right yeah and and the thing is is that excess protein has got to be removed by your kidneys which makes them work much harder and or if it's not done 
if that's not done then it's stored as fat so mm. so we don't want to be eating more protein than than we should be mm. um and i think there's just so many plant foods that offer really healthy sources of protein mm. um things like tofu and tempeh and beans and um you know all these things if we're including them in their diet then we can reach our, our protein requirements and we can do that really healthily mm. okay um a lot of a lot of people say to me um that eating fruit and vegetables is too expensive I mean, what's your view on that yeah i i hear that a lot too probably mm -hmm. after the protein question and, and sometimes yes. <laughs> it can it can seem that way you know yeah. some people think that healthier diets are thought to cost more it's not necessarily true like some of the vegan replacement products that we were talking about before they can be expensive but foods like beans and lentils and whole grains are are probably some of the cheapest foods found in the supermarket um, and we've had yeah. lots of studies to show that um like there was a report that looked at the cost of the eat well guide and it did show that um the cost of of um sorry what it cost to eat you know as a current dietary pattern in the uk i think it was just under six pounds for example was just a few pence more than than the current the current kind of western diet typical yeah. in animal foods and, and processed foods so i think a healthy plant-based diet can be expensive if you make it that way right. um, but there are some things that you can do to really keep um the cost down so things like planning your meals and batch cooking and mm. not buying too many of these and you know um plant-based alternatives or exotic ingredients for example you know buying in bulk and using frozen fruit and vegetables can really make your shopping a lot cheaper and it and that's really doable mm. Mm. and um yeah no definitely um what about what about kind of cooking vegetarian vegan plant-based meals um is, is there any advice you can give to people as they're they're starting to move you know in transition yeah I, there's so many again so many yeah. i think i normally tell people to start with a plant-based breakfast because that okay. doesn't require a recipe normally okay. and, and most yeah. people no matter what their skills are they can usually manage to put breakfast together and yeah. um, so starting the morning with porridge and berries and nuts and seeds is a really excellent way to start the day and start a plant-based journey you know while yeah. you're starting to find other recipes and cookbooks mm. and things that you like mm. um but I also like I'm a big fan of no recipe meals because I have two young kids and so to be able to put something together quickly is always a good thing yeah. um so I would really enjoy meals like a baked sweet potato with hummus and salad or you know like a buddha bowl with rice and veggies and tofu like those are really quick and really nutritious and it just means that cooking doesn't need to be complicated and um, can be quite enjoyable and and so i think trying out all these new ways of making meals is really great and it keeps it really simple and also i think that you know being able to do this is a skill that we should all be able to have and mm -hmm. um, and important when we're thinking about reaching a healthy weight and there was a study in 2014 that looked at 10,000 people and compared those who did more home cooking to those who didn't I mean mm. it sounds very obvious but um yeah. for those who were cooking at home six or seven uh you know um evenings a week for example were able to maintain a much healthier weight than those who weren't so so I think it's really important to have these kind of meals 
the plant-based meals they don't need to be complicated that we're able to kind of throw together quite easily at home mm-hmm. okay and um do you have any good resources that you can point people to for, for the plant-based meals or recipes yeah well, evidence-based anything like that yeah, well, so we have an evidence-based starter guide, like a plant-based starter guide on our website. Like I realise I'm very biased, but I really like that. It puts, it puts all this information down in a, really, in a way that's really easy to understand. So that can be found on um, plantbasedhealthonline.com. And then our sister organisation, Plant-Based Health Professionals, um, they have weekly news reviews of the latest evidence and they have fact sheets for patients, which I really love because that puts a lot of information together in a really simple way mm. um, that's very accessible. And then I actually, I mean, I've been reading about plant-based nutrition. That's like all I've read about for the last <laughs> five or six years. And I just finished um, a new book, which I think is one of my favorites so far. And that was The Proof is in the Plants by Simon Hill. Okay. Um, again, like evidence-based, but really accessible, really easy to read and understand. Um, that was fantastic that's my my favorite resource by far amazing we can share those resources certainly in our in our summary on the podcast brilliant um so the final thing i really wanted to ask you is is any top tips for people um you know looking to lose weight but also transition to a to a whole foods plant-based diet and what would be your maybe three top tips um, I think the first thing has really got to be like, you know, we hear lots of people talking about this now, but it really is so important is thinking about your why, like your reason for mm. doing it. Um, uh, because that is different for everybody, like and whether you're making small changes or whether you're making like lots of changes and overhauling your diet, like thinking about, you know, why is that you're making these changes and why it matters to you is a really great way to start because I think when you find something that's meaningful for you the changes that you make are more likely to be sustainable and mm. um, so you mentioned Veganuary before which I think is great it's a wonderful charity and they do wonderful work but mm. quite often people will launch into Veganuary but then stop afterwards and yep. I think part of that is because they've not given enough time or consideration as to why they might be doing it and mm. um, so that would be an important thing and that that often changes as your journey goes on so it's a nice mm. thing to come back to mm. and then the next thing I think if you're moving to a plant-based diet is to educate yourself as much as possible there are so many myths out there like like the protein one and the expense one and there's lots yeah. like calcium and iron and all the rest of it yes. um, and a plant-based diet does have to be really well considered and you don't necessarily need to go like super complicated about it but really like enjoying learning about the nutrition basics is really helpful because I think it's just inevitable that people around you will have questions like where you're getting your protein from and it's really helpful to be able to understand that and to be able to formulate a a correct answer yeah um and then oh gosh did you just ask me for three I I think yeah (laughs) yeah so I think the last one has just got to be to find some support um, because it can it can take a lot of trial and error it's not necessarily easy and just to have somebody who's going to support you and understand what you're going through and 
you know these are new habits and lifestyle changes and that can be really challenging mm. um but it's easier if you have friends and family joining you or supporting you and yeah. um, just make you feel included and then also just to remember to enjoy yourself along the way amazing fantastic so the first one was um ask why second yeah. educate yourself and three find support which this program is perfect for uh, because it's a group-based program so uh, yeah it's ideal okay perfect yeah. no, go on sorry oh I was just going to say yeah. like we've kind of mapped all of this out in the plant-based starter guide that I mentioned Amazing. okay um, so that's kind of all included on there and then with some like really practical tips about how to how to get started because it can be difficult to navigate. I think even more so now that we're coming out of lockdown. Yes. And, yeah. you know, it's summer, so there's we often, want to eat out. Yeah. yeah, parties and barbecues <laughs> and celebrations and things, which are wonderful. Yeah. Um, but if you're trying to make healthy choices with your diet, it's not always yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah. can be quite challenging. Brilliant. Thank for you sure. so much for your time today, Laura. That was really, oh, you're really welcome. good. And I think it's going to be so helpful for listeners. And I think, you know, it's such an important topic. And I just thank you so much for the work you're doing for, uh, you know, for, for medicine. And, uh, thank you. Uh, you know, and, and, and how much you're educating doctors. We, you know, re really appreciate what you're doing. Thanks, right. Brilliant. All right. Well, take care. And uh, thanks once again. And you hopefully too. speak soon. OK, speak soon, Reg. Bye, Laura. Bye, bye now. Bye. This was the Health Lifestyle Action Programme by the NHS Hillingdon Confederation. Learn to become the healthiest version of yourself. Thank you.